Welcome to Salcedo Paranormal. It is Saturday, October 29th, 2022. And in this special bonus episode, we will be talking about Men in Black accounts and uh, possibilities as to what they are. As always, you can find all of the episodes of the show, along with links to social media, ways to donate, and ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences. Whether they're your own or from others that you trust, happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. And uh, as this is a special bonus weekend show, I uh, am happy to have a guest on with me tonight from Trouble Minds Radio. Welcome, Michael Strange. Good afternoon, James. What's happening? How are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining me tonight. Pleasure's all mine. Uh, you uh, you spent a ton of time with me talking about weird stuff, so I can uh, only only hope to return the favor half as well. I love your show, and I always enjoy being on it with you. And so, and uh, looking forward to talking again. I guess it'll be Monday night a bit here and there during your show. So during Halloween. Yeah, the Halloween special. That'll be yeah. 7 p.m. Pacific if you guys are into that. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be quiet now because there's some some stuff to get to. I think. Yeah, I, mean, I guess we should get to the topic eventually here. I, maybe that's funny. We've joked about that before about how, how we listen to different shows and how they spend twenty minutes, thirty minutes, just kind of back and forth without uh, <laughs> getting too much. So that's kind of funny. But anyway, yeah. So tonight, um, everyone, we're going to talk about uh, different, a couple different accounts of Men in Black as to what they are, what they could be. Um, as always, I think it's probably, there are probably many, many answers, but, uh, the possibilities, there were more than I thought, um, originally when I first, uh, started looking into this. So, um, but I have an account, uh, I mean, an account, I have accounts here, but I have an article here. It's from ufoinsight.com and it does a really good job. Um, I already put all the links to the articles that uh, I used to prepare for the show into the stream chat here. But um, this article in particular I like because it kind of has a table of contents, one thing, breaks everything down pretty nice and easy. And um, it has a lot of accounts in here, so I definitely recommend everyone check out these articles for all the details because um, there's obviously, as I always say with the new shows, there's always way more than we can ever get to in a even a one- or two-hour show. There's just too much. So... But, um, so let me see here. I'm going to, uh, why don't I start with a, uh, just summarizing an account here of a, a sighting, and then we can talk about it after that. So, let's see here. Um, looking at, okay, so this first one, um, that I want to get into is, uh, in, an encounter that, um, Paul Miller had here. And we just get to where I'm at here. So um, there are many experiences. This article talks about how there may have even been uh, um, reports of these people seeing these figures in black going back to the end of uh, the 
well, basically the late 1800s, um, which is really amazing. I'd never heard of that before. But um, so in this case here, this is talking about uh, Paul Miller, uh, and that's and happened in North Dakota in November of 1961. And uh, Miller and three friends were coming back home from a hunting trip, and as they were going down the road, they, uh, they saw something in the sky. Um, and then it landed. The strange object appeared and then landed in a field next to the road. And they slowed down and watched it at first, thinking it was a plane uh, coming to the ground. But they all watched as the object vanished into thin air. And um, so they drove off, not really knowing what happened. And uh, so then they saw this object again, um, not long after. Uh, it appeared, basically, uh, I guess not too far from them. And this time, two figures, two humanoid figures came out of the object. And somehow, as we hear in a lot of these stories, their vehicle came to a stop. So I'm guessing they mean it wasn't working. Not sure, but either way, they stopped. Now, Miller actually got out and pointed his gun at the uh, strange figures. So right there, I'm just wondering, what was, was it just because he was afraid of seeing this object vanish and reappear, and he just figured that these things must not be normal? I don't know. I just find it weird that, they, that he fired at the, this, these figures so fast. Um, but, so he fired once and appeared to wound one of them, but, um, after that, the four men fled the area, and, uh, once they were, once they got back to, uh, I think it's Minot or Minot, I'm not sure, um, the town where they were heading back to, they noticed that they had lost around three hours of time, and, uh, so they and they couldn't figure out what was going on, but they agreed not to uh, report the incident or to uh, talk about it much anymore. But the next day, um, Miller went back to work, and funny enough, he worked in an office for the Air Force. And uh, then he was still feeling uneasy about everything from the day before. And um, so not long after that, three strange men dressed in black suits and ties showed up asking to speak with him. And they claimed to be from the government, but when Miller asked for identification, they ignored that uh, request and uh, just kept on talking. And uh, they told him that they hoped he was telling the truth about the UFO sighting, which is odd because... Um, he, they, they didn't even, Miller and, the, and his friends hadn't told anyone as of yet about this. And, uh, and when he w wanted to know how they knew about that, they said they had a report. And that's all they would say. So, um, let's see, from there they, uh, told him that, uh, they knew everything about, or they basically gave him details about his own life. Uh, besides the encounter 
that um, made him feel like they, they knew all about him, everything about him. Um, and they also asked questions about the incident in the previous evening. And in doing that, they basically proved to Miller that they knew all the answers to the questions anyway and would know if he was lying. So, um, so just a, just a really weird incident, and it would, it mentions here, it would be several years before there, um, that Miller would, would talk about this at all to anyone. So, that is an odd one, just in the way that these people knew about this. So, what do you think about that one, Mike? Yeah, it, it's funny to me when I was kind of going over that story and some of these other men in black uh, situations there seems to be like an old kind of like the old way of doing things so so it doesn't surprise me that these stories describe people as you know these government agents or whatever the cia or whatever you want to call them right it, that part doesn't surprise me that they would know a lot about you right they say that you know as many of you know i live in uh las vegas and so it's just a you know couple hour drive out to area 51 so they say today, of course, it's different times than Cold War type stuff. But if you pull up to the gates of Area 51, before you get anywhere near there, if you're just on the dirt road, 20 minutes to the gate, they already know who you are. They probably already know why you're there, right? They're, they've run your license plate. They've probably done background checks. They're probably doing social media scans on you, right? So like that type of stuff doesn't really surprise me. But the, the, the odd part is if they're curating, let's say... UFO sightings and intimidating people and doing that type of stuff. What does surprise me is that they seem to know in classic men in black style, they seem to know when, you know, a UFO shows up, right? And, and if they didn't know beforehand, they certainly know immediately and have an unbelievable amount of intelligence to go along with it. So, so that part's a little suspicious to me. Like, how do they know, right? Like, I mean, they can't have a catalog of all the UFO sightings, can they? Yeah, I don't, I would think not. I mean, unless they have some highly advanced uh, set of or technology that is just able to be everywhere or see everywhere at all times. I mean, that, I seem, that seems like that would almost require satellite technology of some kind or something like that, I don't even know, um, to see out there in the middle of just a road, out in the middle of nowhere, possibly. Um, it's not like you're in a city where there could be cameras possibly all around. And even that, I mean, I wonder what the earliest uh, examples of that is. It can't be, can't be too far, you know, too far uh, many years ago. So, yeah, it is odd. Um, and then, so it makes me wonder, did, did they... They didn't seem surprised about what the, what the UFO was able to do either, though, in that it disappeared and reappeared and didn't seem to, uh, they didn't seem to comment on that at all other than just proving that they, they were aware of what happened. Yeah, right. Like a lot of these accounts aren't like, tell us what you saw. We'd like to know more about this UFO. It's like, we know what this is. Keep quiet or bad things are going to happen to you. That's, that's sort of the implication here, right? Yes, and, and again and again in a lot of these cases. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some kind of... Um, they were just... In this case, they were just people that somehow were connected to uh, um, uh, some secret branch of the government. But 
um, just even if they are, that's still like like we were just talking about. That's odd that they they didn't really want to know much about what what the witnesses thought of it, and they were just they just wanted everyone to stop talking about it. So yeah, um, odd. But uh, but yeah, so that's that's just one one account there, um, and there's several of them. Like I said, there's there's way too many to get all the way through. But um, yeah. but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, what what I did notice too is a lot of these Men in Black accounts are old. Like I said, Cold War era type stuff, and it seems like I was I was digging a little bit trying to find like a you know Men in Black story from you know 2020 or something. And they don't seem to be out there. And I, you know, maybe maybe you got to dig super hard to find them. But I think in sort of the modern sort of um, mass surveillance world and propaganda, you know me, I'm super into that and kind of uh, in, in a little bit of tinfoil hattedness when it comes to that type of stuff. But I would think that if this was an old way of intimidating like UFO witnesses or whatnot to to not speak out, that it's it's kind of gone by the wayside maybe and they just don't do this anymore right like with the intimidation factor of like the cia and whatnot at least in the vanilla level of men in black because we can get into some super weird ideas here like the movie right where they're like they know about the aliens they're like erasing people's memory and like it it gets super weird but it seems to me that a lot of this maybe has gone by the wayside Assuming that the men in black were ever real, they say that in some cases this was a you know a paranoia situation with different people and you know aspects of uh, the UFO phenomenon and I don't know like a, it's it's hard what to believe because a lot of this stuff are um, old stories and old accounts and you know you can't kind of can't um, verify because a lot of these people have passed on now and it, it's just weird it's super weird but I think that uh, they propaganda wise back to that i think they've probably dropped this in in the form of uh re reinstituted it just instituted it just in the form of the uh just just washing out uh, news cycles with ideas or whatnot or deleting things from youtube i think this is probably the new men in black it's like a digital version if you know what i mean yeah and we hear about that i mean i've heard friends talk about that there used to be this video of this ufo here you know, on this one website or on, on YouTube, and <laughs> and now I can't find it anymore. And not just about UFOs either; just all kinds of stuff. So that wouldn't surprise me if they can just say let the let the tech companies know, hey, that video, get rid of it. You know, they can't be out there. Yeah, even even interestingly, that that the article that we're looking at tonight to start the conversation here, that UFO insight. If you scroll scroll down about halfway into the page, there's a a YouTube video that wasn't taken down, but it's been made private. So it makes me wonder what made that happen and what video that was. Anyway, just a just oh, wow. a thought there. Yeah, I didn't look into the videos, but um, that is that is interesting how that turns out. Um. Yeah. So, is there a case in this that you really um, got your interest in that you want to cover? Or? I didn't. No, think about I, I think I, I think a bunch of this stuff. It's it seems to echo a lot of similar situations, right? People see the lights in the sky, they get uh, visited. Uh, I, I think some of the more, let's say, mythology stuff when it comes to things getting weird. Um, Let's see. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, I think it's probably less important to find exact one here. I'll, I'll, I'll paraphrase this. And this is not the only uh, situation, right, where people have been visited by men in black and determined them to be 
less than human, right? I think this actually fits into the Bob Lazar story and somebody, some uh, young woman in a bar that was trying to follow up somewhere in Las Vegas on the story, and she was visited by these men in black. And she determined them to be, by the best of her knowledge, not human. They were some sort of, I don't know, like maybe pale-skinned or kind of reptilian-looking eyes or maybe weird ears, things like this, where, you know, some some of the, the, the wilder theories regarding this stuff is that they aren't human. They're some sort of hybrid uh, something, right? And th that's when I start paying attention to, to, okay, wait, no, no, how weird is this? Is this, again, government propaganda saying, oh, yeah, yeah, wink, wink, all the men in black are aliens, right? Sure, sure, roll your eyes, right? Or, right, do you believe eyewitness accounts in these cases, right? This type of stuff. I'll try and pull that that exact story up here and find it uh, so we can link it. But, I mean, that's the type of stuff that makes me go, wait, what? So these aren't just possibly CIA. We have these wilder stories as things start to become hybrids, aliens, right? This type of stuff seems seems to make you wonder what the heck is really going on here. Yeah, and I'm just going to go to chat here for a little bit. We got a bunch of comments already. Um, Derek Nightstalker says, sometimes it feels, feels like they know because they're part of the phenomena itself, like possibly part of the trickster aspect. And that could be, um, so, and of course, this is also a possibility given the way we hear reports of, of these figures somehow appearing and vanishing. APOC mentions time travelers. And we had in that first story mention of missing time as well. So, of course, that's usually... I never heard of that with the Men in Black story, actually. I'd only heard of that with more more um, UFO or alien stories. So, yeah. that's, that's which, a neat connection. Yeah, yeah which fits with the, the hybrid alien stuff, right? Because when we hear about missing time, it's basically somebody saw a UFO, right? Betty and Barney Hill, that type of thing, right? But if we're saying that now after the fact there's that missing time aspect... It, it kind of fits with the movie, you know, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, Will Smith, and like that, you know, look into this device, the, the flash happens, and they just erase, you know, the last like two hours of your memory or whatever. And so now, whatever aliens you did see, nothing to see here, my friend. <laughs> Move along. Yeah, and Rohan says, I was just looking for that video of that. Uh, I remember these, uh, remember Jesse Ventura, MIB scene in X-Files. I don't remember that one so well. So well. But it's been years since I've seen the whole series of that. Um, but and then Derek, there's a ton of high strangeness around them too, almost like an extension. It's a it's an extension of the interaction. Yeah. So let me see here. Um, huh. Okay, this must be from the show. Um, Rohan says a quote here: "You can't see me if you don't want to vanish." That's interesting. Um, let's see here. Okay. So going through more of the chat. Um, let me see here. Uh, APOC says there are accounts of digital humanoid sightings in homes. Many. It's odd. Yeah, it is. Um, the also, um, let's see here. The, the car, um, Matt Hall and Rohan are talking about the cars, how those things are seen. They seem to be strange either in that they're, they're, um, older style cars and, or they're black. Um, and I believe I've heard too that they they can also appear and disappear at times, so that's that's odd. Um, let's see here. Just going through the, getting caught up with the chat here. Almost there. Um, 
Let's see here. <laughs> yeah, don't push the red button. That's from the first Men in Black movie. Um, and he says, uh, skin suits and getting lost in genetic memory of the skin they're wearing. Yeah, that's a odd one there. That's an interesting thought. Um, so yeah, um, let me see here. Almost done. Okay, so yeah, um, the skin suits re regarding the, the comment there, Derek says, almost human, but not quite. Like, they're trying to imitate us, which that is definitely a thing. Um, yeah, so let's see, look at And then, the, yeah, we'll get to the other, the thing that APOC is mentioning in the chat near the end here, I think. But, uh, but yeah, um, no, it is, it is amazing, all these different sightings. And some of them do seem like they're humans and other ones, maybe not so much. So that's the, that's the interesting part to me. We were talking the other day just out of chat about how I'm not really as interested in just in the sightings of what appear to be normal people just dressed in black, even if they are being intimidating. That's, that's, I was, I, when I first started looking into all this, I was kind of, that was odd, but then I, I started digging deeper into these articles and I was like, oh, oh, wow, okay, just people? Ah, never mind that. What's going on here, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, there's and again, very very similar. A lot of these stories, you you read it into a bunch of them, and that's you know, and they go from all different ones, like sightings nobody's ever heard of, to like super famous sightings, like Rendlesham Forest. I mean, there's a lot to this in terms of sort of that intimidation factor, and it does make you wonder about not just the idea of you know the the CIA in the suit, uh, but then what else is going on here? Like like you said, the suspicious part is if they show up and they know about the UFO. Uh, they don't want details on what they saw to like as part of an investigation. It's just all intimidation, right? It's like we know what you saw. Just don't talk about it, right? Don't put it on. I mean, in the in the old days, it was like don't go to the press, right? Don't uh, don't tell your family, don't tell anybody. Now, I guess it would be you know, go ahead and put it on YouTube. We'll just delete it. <laughs> right. Welcome, welcome to twenty twenty two. Yeah, definitely. So. I think I want to cover this um, this one. Let's see here. The I just gotta scroll up a little bit. Uh, the Gordon case here. Um, yeah, I went too far, but um, uh, let me see here. Danny, there you go. Danny Gordon case here. Um, so I'll go over this, and then we can we can go into the more of the possibilities, but. Um, so this is uh this case happened let's see in uh nineteen eighty seven so a little bit closer to current times and um Danny Gordon was working for a country music station and he was he had heard about a uFO report from the sheriff's department in Wytheville, i believe um in virginia and the witnesses apparently um and included several uh three police officers uh, several police police officers uh three of them that were former military men as well as being in the um the sheriff's department as deputies and they had all seen this object the previous evening um and so Danny Gordon went to check this out and um so let's see here yes go past the images um, so 
he 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 went over this incident and reported on it and and the um and his radio station that he was working for and at first he thought everyone was, was going to laugh it off but they didn't they actually he started getting more calls um and information from people um that were calling into the station this is of course back before any kind of internet that was available to anyone um and uh so let's see here that's and this is just basically the start of how he's getting into the whole UFO thing and uh these calls went on for some time uh more and more reports of more and more sightings and um let's see here some people reported egg-shaped objects or containing red green and white flashing lights were the most common um and Gordon didn't know what to think at first. He he didn't know quite what to believe. He was hoping for a, a rational explanation. Um, and let's see here. The military did release a um, an explanation, which was that they were um, seeing refueling operations or missions, so craft in the in the sky. And of course, not everyone believed that. Um, and they even have a picture of this um, article, newspaper article here in 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 the the web article. So um, that's that's pretty neat. Um, so Gordon tried to um, get more information, and um, from the Air Force General at the Pentagon. So he went to the Pentagon with this, and uh, so they 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 go over some details here about the the. Uh, the, the elevation levels and all that. Um, but let me see here. So it says that um, these refueling missions would take place at 13,000 feet or over, and um, it would, this, which would be really hard for anyone to see um, if that was the case. Because a lot of these other sightings took place at 5,000 feet. And so this was 8,000 feet lower than any of these missions would, any of these, these craft and these missions would be flying, according to the military explanation. And um, so at this point, Gordon started to look into this more. I'm trying to, uh, this is a longer one here. But uh, so as they're, he's investigating this, he actually has a sighting. And, uh, on, his, on his own and with someone else and uh, so he eventually I'm just remembering more of this here he did um, want to talk about it more on a larger scale make reports and everything to to a wider audience but uh, the night before the press conference he got a phone call from someone who didn't identify themselves but what they said was the CAI, CIA and the federal government are very much interested in the why the county UFOs and that um, he needed to leave it alone. So that's an interesting point there. Um, basically, they said that he shouldn't be messing in defense matters. And so this went on with... Um, with other things happening, such as a break-in into his home 
And this started to affect his mental health, all these, um, this, these intimidation tactics, really. And, um, and led to almost the breaking up of his, of his family because his wife and daughter, his wife was, was afraid of all the, what, what is going on here as well. Um, even as Gordon was trying to look into this more. And, um, and even led to um, possibly him having a heart attack. Um, you know, of course he survived, but it's just, um, he got more and more warnings. And, uh, so this really affected a whole family's life. So this is another one of those cases where, um, that's, that's, that's frightening in a way. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of glad that at least we don't have <laughs> these kind of things happening now, even though it still is sad that if there are things being deleted, but, um, I can't imagine going through this having these experiences where you're being told by by known and unknown people to just leave it alone otherwise you you'll regret it so um i think that's a good example of what we were just talking about mike i don't know what you think about that yeah standard right again uh, so many of these stories that uh, kind of go down the same road and unfortunately uh if if they were intimidating people now or like even to to threat of life or you know um, causing anxiety to the point of like madness this type of stuff like how would you know right i mean you look at some of the things recently with like the havana syndrome and this type of thing like it's it's like causing brain damage in people they say that sometimes it's a you know an audio frequency that you can hear sometimes they say it's an audio frequency that you can't hear but it's still doing damage to you while you sleep or whatnot i mean maybe these are modern tactics to the same sort of thing and i gotta tell you james i had a freak out moment a couple nights ago i was just sitting here working like usual and I had my headphones on. I usually do, so you know, don't wake up uh, the the occupants of the house because that goes poorly when you're <laughs> up late doing that. But uh, so so I'm you know just just working doing something, and I start hearing this buzzing like this beep. I was like, what? Like like am I am I really hearing that? So I take off my headphones and I start looking around the room, and yeah, now my headphones are off. I'm still hearing this. And so I'm walking to the different corners of the room and putting my ear up against the wall to see which direction this is coming from. And it appeared as if it was coming from the street side of the house. And I was like, what is going on? So I, I walked out front, looked out the, the, the peephole there, nothing going on, looked out the front window, nothing going on. But it, but it did, right? It did kind of uh, shake me a little bit in that, okay, so if, it, you know, like I'm not like a huge ufo investigator or anything like that i'm not like tracking down cases and making phone calls but i do talk about weird stuff all the time so it kind of got me a little bit uh-oh so so if this was like the new men in black right a using some sort of sonic weapon like this it would be super easy to deploy right in this case i don't know exactly what it was because it stopped a couple minutes later but it was definitely an audible thing it was a high pitch, and anyway, just uh, not to derail into Havana syndrome here, but it just makes me wonder, like, what in the world's really going on with this stuff? Not just intimidation, and to bring it back to what you said there, uh, being able to uh, not just intimidate and uh, make people uh, so so traumatized that they lose their mind. Uh, you don't even have to do that if you've got technology like this. So. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like this, this is a scary world we live in, and yeah, Men in Black. Maybe they're, let's say, um, 
obsolete at this point. Yeah, it could be. Um, especially with the way, I mean, now we have drones that can go almost anywhere. Um, even even on on four feet, they have the dog drone drone dog shaped drones now. So, um, yeah, it really is odd. But uh, let's see here. Um, Apoc mentions. I wonder if they're connected somehow to the black eyed black eyed children, and that is mentioned in the account. The way there's a similarity in the way um, these these a lot of these men in black sightings. The the figures are the the men or the whoever they are, whatever they are. They have this very um, uh, odd way of speaking, and or subdued, in some cases, um, and they just act really strange. And that uh, has also been reported in some cases of black-eyed children as well. So um, that could be it. That, that could be something. So this could be something there. Rohan says different units for the same war. That's an interesting thought. Um, and Matt's all random notion forest where they turned that officer's written testimony from four pages to a few paragraphs. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either. Um, so let's see here. Yeah, I'm just looking at the rest of the chat here. And, uh, but, um, yeah, so now, um, what do we, uh, what do we say we get into the possibilities as to what they are a little more? Sure, sure, definitely. Real quick, uh, Matt Mattel in the chat says, uh, "I wonder what Men in Black think about the CE5 app." Or let's see, wait, CE5. Let's see. I wonder what. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is uh, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Stephen Greer summoning UFOs. Right. I wonder. Like he says, uh, if maybe if you download the CE5 app, you're on a list. Could be. Could be. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me. Um, yeah, and then. <laughs> Who's on Facebook anymore? Mark, I think. That's funny. Um, in the chat there. Thank you all for being here as well. Uh, amazing crowd. You know, Mike, I'm thinking I may have to start saying more often that uh, Michael Strange may be here for the show. And then just, uh, <laughs> you know. But no. But um, yeah, so this article brings up, it mentions the, the con possible connection to um, black-eyed children. But it also brings up... Um, and then it mentions how they act like robots, so they maybe they are robots of some kind as well. But um, then they bring up the possibility, not just of them being aliens, but even shape-shifting reptilians. Could you believe that when you saw that? I had never heard of that before. Yeah, so that's one of the mythologies here. So they say that, uh, and Rohan had a comment a little ways up as well that said, you know, uh, the men in black have been around for, for centuries. And and some people suggest that, that they've been, I don't know, like maybe in, uh, you know, have you seen Loki? If not, they have like this this timeline uh, sort of situation where they have this sort of clandestine operation that's stepped outside of the timelines and they're managing them, right? And so uh, it makes me wonder if, if this is the case and not just with like, you know, maybe men in black being around even before um, uh, the modern times, that maybe it is sort of like that that sort of Loki time managing aspect of, you know, maybe, I don't know, like a Nexus event happens and when a UFO crashes through, uh, I don't know, from one, one parallel dimension to the next, uh, maybe it's a nexus point, meaning in the timelines, right? So if you want to get super wild here, maybe Men in Black are actually um, sort of like the 
uh, the effect of um, uh, Philip K. Dick and uh, the Adjustment Bureau, something like that, where maybe they've been managing uh, these timelines for a long time. And instead, uh, they're really showing up to kind of tamp down some problem that may cause this cascading of problematic, right, multiversal timeline type stuff. I mean, uh, if you want to get super wild, James, I think that's a that's a hell of a place to start. It is. And I like Rohan's comment here. Temporal agents talk about being late for work. Yeah, that's funny. Um, Time Lords. Yeah, APOC there, yeah. Um, Yeah, so the time aspect, and that could explain, too, how they can appear and disappear as well. I think possibly if they're, I mean, really it's almost like it's, you're, you're making some kind of a, possibly a small portal for yourself where you you leave wherever you're at and then boom you're in wherever wherever you need to be to handle that you know there was a um comic book series not really men in black but it did deal with time and um these this team of um alternate reality versions of different marvel characters that had to travel from one universe to the next um to stop or stop things from happening or cause things to happen in order to keep the whole multiverse um, from falling apart. So that's, that's odd as well, that connection there. But uh, yeah, neat. Let's yeah, definitely. I, I just dropped a, a link in there for, for what the uh, Time Variance Authority is, and that's from the, uh, the series Loki, it's six episodes. Pretty good if you haven't seen it, it's on Disney+. Plus. But yeah, I mean, may, maybe that could be the case. And so back to your, your original question there, I have heard that uh, a lot of people describe these men in black in, in many stories. It's not every story, but in, in some, some of these stories, they do describe them as being partially not human. Like Derek said a little ways up, that they're almost like they're trying to impersonate people somehow. Kind of wooden, kind of, um, uh, let's say, not able to converse properly in human terms just sort of there to, who knows, maybe intimidate or back to the Men in Black, the movie, maybe erase memories, who knows. But uh, in in some of these cases, they describe them as being sort of that pale and even uh, like you described there, maybe this reptilian alien hybrid type stuff. Uh, For me, you know, that may be a bridge too far. I'd want to see one first before I'm willing to sign off on that theory. But it is out there. It's part of the mythology of the the Men in Black for sure. Yeah, and... Um, another thing here Derek posted was uh, this article here from Cryptid Wiki on Injured Cold and the idea of this grinning man, which has also been seen um, all around the world. A lot of these things, they, they, they're not really men in black in the sense that they don't come and try to intimidate, but they do have similar features and or mannerisms and i think that's that's amazing because that does make me wonder like rohan said maybe they are all somehow related um i wonder if maybe they they huh, here's an idea they they can that when they come here in other forms like the screening man or other other things uh black-eyed kids they're not really here for work but then they have a job to do and when they have that when, when they have to do that that's when they appear in the dark clothes and uh and and that's where you get the whole men in black uh mythology oh yeah the men in black animated series that was pretty neat i remember that matt's all yeah 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 i never saw that one 
What wouldn't it be bizarre? So imagine if it was something like the Time Authority or like Indrid Cold here or some some just weird paranormal type thing going on with like the Men in Black. Uh, imagine what the you know the quote Men in Black would have looked like back in the Roman era or something. Would they've been like I don't know, look like uh, consuls or you know Roman soldiers marching around or you know what I mean? Like it's it's hard to say if you kind of expand it to those terms in sort of paranormal or time travel aspects. Uh, things get super weird, don't they? What did what did a man in black look like a couple thousand years ago? That's and you know what? What they were a couple thousand years ago was cloaks with hoods in some cases. And people <sighs> have this idea of a these the people have had claims of seeing these cloaked hooded figures throughout time as well. And in some cases they're thought of as a grim reaper. So, uh, yeah, it, that's not. It is weird how these worlds sort of merge, you know, when you kind of uh, open open up the possibilities here. It's like, okay, well, is it uh, you get the Black Hood and Grim Reaper style, or are we talking, uh, you know, Assassins in the Night? or And, and I, I guess, as always, right, part of that you got to consider that maybe all this is just stories, just paranoia, you know? And that's how they write it off. That's the official story. But... Right. Like, again, as always, it, you get so many people with uh, particular individual cases. It gets hard to write things off, doesn't it? Yeah, especially when you have experiences. I, I've, I've found that with me. I can't just I, I don't know. I don't claim to know what any of it is, but I, I can't just write it all off at this point. Um, but there is one thing uh, that we haven't covered yet, which is this whole mirrored men uh, phenomenon, which. I had heard of and forgotten about until APOC reminded me when we were talking in the voice chat. Again, a lot of this, it's amazing how much of this happens that we ends up coming up in these voice chats. Um, over in the Trouble Minds server, by the way, Discord server, um, you find me in the voice chats there a lot at night. So, um, but, and we'll get to, uh, we'll talk about that near the end here. But um, these figures that are all dressed in the same way, um, basically in, in black. And, but not only that, they move, their movements are identical. It's either two or three figures that are moving at the same time in the same way. And, of course, there, in some cases, there's also missing time associated with them as well. But the aspect of them moving in that same way at the same time. And, um, and this article here that is from, um, Phantoms and Monsters, uh, let's see here, phantomsandmonsters.com, uh, talks about this and this encounter that uh, someone had um, sounds like uh, some kind of military or uh, maybe law enforcement, I'm not sure, they don't really, they can't get into details um, because of their job. But they they talk about how these, these the the... This person that, that had the sighting, and others, though, as well in the area, saw these three figures walking down a road, and they're all moving in the same way, same time. They were also talking all at the same time in a language that the, the witness could not understand. But the other thing that I, I noticed when I, I read this article is before their training exercise started, they were told not to walk on the road. Not to go on the road. And these figures appear on the road. 
So what is going on with that? Yeah, this is a wild one. I was looking at the same story here. And so it is it is exactly that, like you described, some sort of military operation to this effect, because, you know, wink, wink, they can't tell us what's really going on. But they were supposed to traverse by dark of night through the forest or something and get to def- different checkpoints. It was part of some kind of operation, right, uh, that we details can't know about. But when they got near uh, one spot they thought they were lost, the, they started to hear these noises. So they hid thinking they were the instructors, right? The military instructors or whatever these things happen to be. And they're like, okay, we can't be seen. We're not supposed to be on the road. So they get off the road. They were trying to reorient themselves with the light of the moon and the rest of this. But uh, when they see somebody walking through uh, the road, they, they're spying them from the forest over there. It is. They, they describe three of them the same height, six foot seven, and all in lockstep right next to each other. Arm movements, leg movements, everything exactly the same. And so almost like phantom images of each other, right? And again, speaking in some foreign language that they didn't understand or had never heard. It's, uh, it, it makes you wonder, right? And, right, like I said, if you want to get super weird, there's your time variance authority from Loki or something like that, right? So it's like maybe, maybe there is a parallel here to the, the ideas of the modern man in black, the black suit, the CIA agent in vanilla terms. And then maybe there's... Who knows? Is this what the Adjustment Bureau would look like if they were walking amongst us? Yeah, could be. And um, the other thing here in the chat, let me see here. I lost it here. Um, someone mentions, mentions possibly um, the shadow figures being associated with all this as well. Um, lost it here. Okay, here we go. Rohan says, MIB different to Shadow Man and both different to Hatman or same? I don't know. That's a question, because these men in black can apparently, in, in a lot of stories, appear and disappear. And the um, these shadow figures are known to just do the same thing uh, and then go through solid objects as well. So, And there's a lot of sh- stories about shadow figures where there's all kinds of interactions. Some don't seem to even notice that the people are there that when, the, when they appear. Others seem to be focused on the witness, um, either for good or for bad reasons. Again, just uh, it really is odd how that works. But um, I think it's a possibility. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, let me see here. Matt Sala says, I have seen the hat man. I guess the MIB can appear and reappear like ghosts. Yeah. Yeah, possible. So, um, I think it's just, it's really hard because there's so many different things that seem similar, but it's hard to really know if which ones are connected and which ones aren't because there's so many. Yeah, yeah, like uh, time cops, like uh, FTR Boston says there. Uh, maybe that's what this is. I don't know. Like, like how would you know in, in those terms? Like I said, what would they look like, time cops and, you know, the, the Roman era? What would time cops look like now? They would try and blend in. They would try and wear things you would expect. They would, you know, if they were trying to intimidate or whatnot. I don't know. I, th- I think, you know, if we're getting weird, I prefer the uh, the, the time cop, you know, uh, time variance authority. I, I prefer that because why not, right? <laughs> as, long, as long as we get to get weird uh, and we're allowed, aren't we, James? Yeah, I'd rather have that than any kind of government, you know, trying to suppress um, information and or actually... <laughs> harming people like in a couple of those stories there um and uh yeah 
I I wouldn't mind the time variance with or anything. That that sounds like it's especially if it's a, you know, if it's they're helping in some way, and you do get that stories of people that are, are these images or these figures that they they appear and then they they um that's either like a warning or uh get someone's attention and then they're gone but then it works out for whatever reason that it's it's they help somehow so it's hard to say but uh yeah so this was a lot of fun to look into this thank you for for doing this with me yeah pleasure's mine thanks for the invite i, I think uh every uh we got we got the salcedo paranormal uh, uh anniversary coming up on monday right I think I think that I'm due every uh, every several months here to make sure we we keep you on track and make sure the time variance authority has your 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 actual anniversary happening just as it's supposed to, my friend. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Yep. Monday will be the two year anniversary of the show. So yeah. But um, before we end here, why don't you tell everyone a bit about your show? Oh, I got a show called Troubled Minds. It's uh, we do it Monday through Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific time, and it's just a conversation about all kinds of weird things. Uh, you can find it, of course, troubledminds.org is the official website. We're on Fringe FM, streaming on all the platforms as you would expect. YouTube, not sure for much longer. We got a content strike <laughs> just recently. Yeah, but you can wild. find, yeah, yeah, that's nuts. Uh, inciting violence or glorifying violence, and literally, you can find me constantly saying. No violence, no violence, no violence. Exactly. Anyway, exactly. it's so yeah. nice. But anyway, yeah, you can find uh, all the Troubled Minds stuff at uh, troubledminds.org. And uh, James uh, James here is regularly on the show. He calls in a, a chief contributor. And, of course, he is the paranormal expert of Troubled Minds. There you go. Appreciate it, my man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. And I'll include a link to your show on the episode description. So uh, thank you again. And uh, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll do this again at some point. So. It's always good to have you on. Definitely. Well, have a good night. And you. Thanks for the invite. We'll see you guys later. Yep, no problem. And that's going to do it for tonight. Um, as always, there will be a show tomorrow night. But again, um, it's going to be because we're going to do a call-in show. Um, and that is where... Um, those of you that are able to make it to listen, uh, you can uh, let me know in the in the chat when you want to talk, and I will give you permission to unmute. And the topic is going to be um, just your favorite fictional paranormal content, whether it's movies, TV shows, uh, books or comic books, even nonfiction, really, just anything paranormal. And... Um, just to talk about that for a while. So that should be a lot of fun. That'll be tomorrow night, usual time, 8 p.m. Eastern. And then Monday, we'll be having Derek on, same time, uh, to talk about Paranormal Michigan. So thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow night and hopefully hear from you all tomorrow night on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care, everyone. Have a great night. Take care. That was rather abrupt.